mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for a couple's therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's cup of apples Welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. And I'm Andy. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in, in quarantine, we talk to... <laughs> you do it. We talk to good friends and, and great, great comedians. comedians about love, romance, and everything in between. Hi, everyone. How are you doing this week in hell 2020? Well, I thought you wanted to keep it upbeat. <laughs> that you is, can't say it. I said it in an upbeat way. We are surviving. What else can you ask for? We're all doing our best, and we thank you so much for listening, visiting us in these trying times. We're coming to you from a different location. Usually we record in uh, from our couch. Now we're recording in the office. Well, we're getting down to work, baby. We're getting down to business. (laughs) You guys, we have a wonderful, hilarious guest, and we had such a great conversation. You've already heard her wonderful voice. Punam Patel is hanging out with us. She is an actor you know from shows like Space Force, special starring Ryan O'Connell, who you've heard on this show, The Cool Kids, Kevin from Work, and many others. But before we get to Punam. Wait, let me, Naomi, can I say this? Also, Punam holds a special place in our hearts. You're correct. Because when we first moved to Los Angeles, as you, if you were a longtime listener of the show, you know, the first couple, look, we still hate it here, but we have decided not to be vocal about our hatred, but we were not feeling great. And we went into to UCB and we saw a show. I think it was a show mostly of like Second City people. Yeah, it was a sketch show was that it? I think we just decided to try because we wanted to get out of the house and we just wanted to be like, what is laughter again? Yeah, it was a, this character showcase kind of. And uh, put him to this character that we just kept, qu- it, it delighted us so we just kept going. We actively sought out who she was after the show. Like, I'm talking and looking up things. Okay, there was no program. You know what I mean? It just said, like, an <laughs> yeah. array of comedians. I'm yeah. like, who was this? It's UCB. We didn't go to Broadway. There's no playbill. So I had to sleuth because I was so desperate. And also, like, 
you know, there are very few times for me where I like laugh until I can't breathe. Like she had me kind of gasping, stomach hurt laughing. And I was like, I must know her. Yeah. yeah. And here we are now. And then she's, uh, you know, one of the co-stars of one of our favorite new shows special. I know. So, you know, this it's was like, this was fate to this... talk to her. Fate. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, we're reeling a little bit. Mabel just had surgery. Yes. She had her surgery. I mean, look, they already know because I've been very vocal about it on all social media pra- mm. platforms. That's all I can talk about and think about. But um, yeah, we haven't slept much in the last couple of days. Yes, but so she's doing well right now. She is. She had her little breast lumps out and she had a couple teeth removed. Seven. Seven <laughs> teeth. Okay. In the scheme of a dog's mouth where they have over 40 teeth, seven's yeah. a couple. Yeah, kind of. I'm really trying to spit it now. I know. It just made, I just didn't expect that with the number seven. When the vet called and said, we have to do seven extractions. I was like, like, wait, 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 wait. Hey, when it comes to films, I love seven. But when it comes to the number of teeth you take out of my dog's mouth, I hate seven. That's good, babe. I'm real happy. I'm real into it. I'm real into it, babe. Oh, we haven't slept in days. So, (laughs) hey, before we get to the episode, though, a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, you know, when we talk to guests now in quarantine, we're doing these advice episodes. We love when listeners... Write in, either DM us on Twitter or Instagram with their advice questions, or even better, call in. Call in. We love a good voicemail. If you hit us up at 323-524-7839, we can hear your voice. We can get to know your soul. We can play it on the show. So hit us up if you want to hear solicited advice. Yeah. Okay? Just real in-depth hot takes. And you know what? We've gone beyond just romance here. If you have an advice question about Literally anything in the world. Yeah. We will answer it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you if you're racist. Are you wondering? <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh- <laughs> that should be a service, Naomi. People just going to write into you. Uh, there should be like a podcast, maybe something maybe about hosted by like um, Andrew T. Or yeah, maybe maybe Tony like Newsome. Yeah, maybe there could be a podcast like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should talk to our friends about starting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what <laughs> else is is there in the world? Uh, oh, of course, our Twitch show every Wednesday at two p.m. PST. We are putting on the show, the <laughs> only Twitch show you need to watch. The only show of a lifetime. And I gotta say, uh, I just spent a little time making a. Making it look good. Yeah. We got some new graphics. Yes. You got Ooh. some new graphics. Ooh. It's everything you wanted from a Twitch show without the video game playing. <laughs> if you love Twitch but hate video games, mm. we've got the show for you every Wednesday. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. Also, if you'd like to support the show and we appreciate any kind of support you can give, there's a couple ways you can do it. Number one, we have a Patreon. Uh, and if you sign up for that, it's only $5 a month. You get... Two bonus episodes, and actually a lot of other bonus stuff. You get all the audio from the Twitch show and uh, tons of other things. You can do that at patreon.com slash pod. Uh, we also have t-shirts. If you go to couplestherapy.merchnow.com, you can get t-shirts there. And you know what? We know times are really difficult. If you'd like to help support the show, but you don't have any disposable income, if you go to Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms, I think mostly Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review the show there, and you can also subscribe. I think that's important for business people somewhere <laughs> to see subscription For numbers. algorithms, for numbers, all of it. Don't ask me how it works. I just know it supposedly does work. Is that it, Naomi? You have anything? Hey, you were just on Corporate last week. Go watch Naomi on Corporate. Comedy Central's Corporate, Episode 5, baby. And then listen to the episode where we had the creators of Corporate on. All right. I think that's about it. Yeah. Let's get to Punham. Roll it! 
Hunnam, you seem, though, to be very energetic. You're really giving me a ray of light, and I thank you for that, and I'm also wondering about that. How? How does that happen? Um, it's not constant. I think that's how it happens. <laughs> I think it comes in spurts, and sometimes the spurts last, like, an hour, and sometimes they last a couple days. Lately... Like, today's been pretty good. Yeah. I would say last week, if you had caught me, it would have been windows shut, shades down, don't, can't talk. Yeah. June, we're going to call June a wash for me. <laughs> June, I, and I'm sure June was rough for everyone, probably even more rough for people besides me, but June, you lost me. Yeah. I was not here, um, R.I.P. Poonam. Like, it, <laughs> I just couldn't do anything in June. I didn't have, I think my, I think all of our emotional capacities are just so maxed out. Yep. That in the beginning of this, I'm like, oh, well, I'm used to living alone. I travel alone. This will be fine. <laughs> Thank God I'm alone. And then that kind of wore off. And then June... You know, when everything's going on, I think that was a month I realized, like, oh, but I don't have anyone here to, like, process these things with. Mm -hmm. And I get very paranoid about, like, burdening my friends with things, yes. even though they would never see it as a burden. So that was the one time where I was like, oh, in that sense, sometimes living alone is hard because there's not someone that when I, like, see something on Twitter that absolutely destroys me but I can turn to and talk to about it mm -hmm. or that could comfort me in that way. You kind of just have to like comfort yourself. Um, to be honest, it's not great having another person there <laughs> to just, I know I, you see something down. awful and you're like, Hey, do you see this awful thing? And they're, and then they get triggered and then you both uh, reinforce each other into a yeah. fire tor a, a triggered <laughs> fire tornado of trauma, trauma, <laughs> trauma. Traminado. 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 There it is. Oh, that's it, a new... Hey. Hey, uh, Sci-Fi Network, you listening? Traminado. It's a tornado that, as it passes, it doesn't do physical damage. It does emotional damage. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Also, get Tara Reid in that, like she was yes. in the Sharknadoes. <laughs> I think she could do equally well in that setting. Tara Reid me, queen. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Tara Reid me, queen. Absolutely not. Oh, um, boy. I know what you mean, though, because, like, I was going to ask you that question, too. Like, when you are, like, being by yourself, you think you're a burden. But now here's a question. Does thinking you're a burden actually stop you from reaching out? Or are you good about, you know, calling, texting, human interaction? I've, I think I've found a good balance. I think I definitely had a point in my life where I was, like, so averse to feeling anything that mm -hmm. was deemed negative that I was like, I have to dump this on someone immediately. I have to talk it out immediately. Like I had to like, I had this need to like solve everything immediately. Yes. And I think through being in relationships and also being in uh, the most important relationship of all with yourself, <laughs> I feel like I've really, and I'm st I still have to practice it. Like I have to be okay with not like solving a feeling and just like letting it exist. So I think when it's wow. like super intense and I'm feeling like extremely overwhelmed, I know, but I also know I have like certain friends, like I can go to this friend if I want to be coddled. Yes, I go to this yes. friend if I want to be talked to straight. I go to this friend if I just want them to like hate someone with me. You know, like we all, and so I feel like I'm lucky enough that I do have like a safe space and like a su support group like that. Um, 
But I also like at the beginning of quarantine when therapy was going virtual, I just kind of like stopped. Because I was like, oh, that's fine. I don't need it. And like also with my therapist, I was like, oh, I like her, but I don't, we're like not connecting. And then recently I was like, bitch, (laughs) you're used to having a designated space to release all these things every week. And then I just took that away during maybe one of the most traumatic times of our lives. Right. And so um, you'll be happy to know that I re- recently did start with a new therapist. That might be the glow you're also seeing yes, here. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like That's when someone's wonderful. like, I'm newly in love. Yeah. I'm like with a fresh new therapist. And uh, so having that space again, I think, I think has helped. It's so funny. You, also, you described your friends almost like Pokemon. Like, <laughs> like this one is is to fight water monsters. This one's to fight yeah. fire. I don't. I'm, I was I know, too I was old like, for Pokemon. Yeah, I was like, what I, do they do? <laughs> I I barely know anything besides Pikachu. But like, <laughs> did you? Because like Naomi, you are also like that, right? You have certain friends for certain things. Yes, it's funny because I've actually been thinking about that more in LA, especially. I noticed that um, I don't reach out to people as much as I did in New York. And I was even kind of easing up on that. Like, because the thing is, there was a time in my life, I feel like up until I was 25, maybe, where I was the kind of person who, like, my friends were everything. You know, I'm not very close to my family. My friends are who I told everything to. I'm an only child. Like, I would go to them to do it all. And I realized, like, you can't really expect that of, like, an 18-year-old person who's got their own shit. You know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah. as I got older, I started to kind of be like, okay, you can't put stuff on people. But I think mentally or emotionally, I did the reverse, which is now, like, I don't really trust anybody for anything. <laughs> not like I don't. Not that, <laughs> this one. You see how he cackles? You see how he cackles? It's not that I don't trust them. I just don't. I don't rely on them and I don't have expectations yeah. around them. But I realize though, that makes me, that could be an excuse to not be a good friend. Cause I realize like, I'll be like, oh, nobody thinking about me. So I like won't reach out. But then it's like, well, what if somebody wants to know you're thinking about them? Right. I gotta it's pick so up hard. the phone. <laughs> I know, but it's also hard during this time because I feel like I talk to certain people on the phone that I like never used to talk on the phone with. We're like FaceTiming, Zooming, which I'm like, I remember like literally first weekend into quarantine, a couple of friends, like this group of friends were like, we should do a Zoom happy hour. I'm like, we don't even go to happy hour pre-this. But like, I think we all became like, you become desperate for something once you feel like it's taken away. And so I also understand your situation because like, I find myself not... Even though I'm alone all the time, I find myself still feeling like if I have to see someone or like socialize because I'm not as used to it now after all these months, it does feel like a lot. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, how do you find that balance, you know, of like keeping in touch, but also, I mean, what I will not do is like spring a FaceTime on someone I haven't talked to. (laughs) That's been happening. And I'm like, you can't just like, FaceTime people <laughs> that you don't like talk to regularly. Like all of a sudden I get a FaceTime from like some person from two years ago and I'm like, name mm. them, name them, shame them. them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, I don't have an iPhone. So I, I've always, I've never, I've never had to experience a FaceTiming. Yeah. Love but wait, Joy, did you guys, both of you, did you like, I, I, when I heard you talk about your Pokemon friends, I, it <laughs> made me think of like, 
like my friends that I do see, I, I first of all I struggle to like get out of my cocoon and call them. But also, I don't have a particular friend for a particular need. I just have a like a cauldron of friends, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Jeff for a while. I'll I'll text Jeff. I haven't seen Andrew for a while. I'll text Andrew. And then I just go around and around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Friend. Yeah, in a circle. In a like, circle. Every six weeks. I play the circle game someone. with them. But it, it isn't about, it isn't about like a particular need at any moment. Because I think my own needs are very um, hidden. Yeah. My, like, I don't know what my needs are at any time <laughs> unless I actually sit down and, and become introspective. And in that case, uh, I'm going to sink into the mud. Like... Um, yep, give like, us a, give us poetry. Like a Treyu's horse in the swamps of sadness or whatever. Okay. So, now here's <laughs> What's a Treyu's horse's name? I don't know what you're saying. Is now, that from Neverending Story? Yeah, is it Treyu the horse? I didn't know that. Oh, I don't know. What's the horse and what's the boy? I think the boy is a I think Treyu. he's a Treyu. I only know that cuz I was I remember thinking he was high. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a hoe for life. <laughs> even as a child. Even as, I remember watching, like, Pocahontas and, like, John Smith's little, like, tag-along Thomas. I'm like, okay, Danny. Like, Thomas was maybe, like, 19, had just come over with John Smith to this new land. He was also a cartoon. Um, but I remember being like, oh, he can get it. <laughs> All right, wait. I'm going to suspend suspend the, the, the Pokemon friend question for a minute. Let's, yes. let's go into this. Well, no, because what I would love to go into is, especially because you said, obviously, not the lead John Smith, his yes. tag-along friend. And now, yeah. is that your type? Something, the random? Something atta- attainable? Yeah. <laughs> the sidekick. Not just not necessarily a random. Well, a sidekick. I mean, a little random. If, Acting in this industry has taught me anything. It's, I am not lead material, okay? <laughs> I am, what is more attainable is like, I'm gonna go for the quirky neighbor. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. for, you know. But actually, I feel like I've been single now for probably like three years. And in that singledom, I, I feel like I really had like a sexual revolution as far as like traveling, taking lovers when I travel. Yes. And like, that's all I wanted to do for a while. And I had to really explore like why whenever I came back to LA, I didn't want to do the things that I was excited to do on vacation, which was like go out and meet men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the more and more I think about it, I'm like starting to actually think about what I would want in a person. Mm-hmm. And also... If I even want somebody. Wow. Let's talk about this true freedom. I want to encourage yes. this freedom. <laughs> I think if you don't feel, I love you deeply. But if you don't feel like you're like, I have she to have a For the listener, she turned to me. She was not telling <laughs> Punam that she loved her deeply. I didn't want Andrew to feel. Well, no, because I just feel like, I just say that because, and I talk about this a lot. Like, I was somebody who was always so obsessed with like, will I ever find love? Will anyone Same. ever love me? Will I be enough? And it's like. And that was such, it was so time consuming and energy consuming that like, I swear to God, if I could go back, I would, I would, I think I would have like two extra years of my life. If you added up all the time I spent worrying about a bitch, hooking up with a bitch, trying to call a bitch. Like, it's just my God. Oh gosh. I just, I was so desperate. All I wanted in high school was a boyfriend. All Mm. I wanted in college was a boyfriend. Never got one. I think the first boyfriend I got, I was like. 23 or 24 and that's Mm -hmm. when I also lost my virginity Mm -hmm. but I was like a non-sex whore throughout college (laughs) but I just like desperately wanted Mm -hmm. to be in a relationship for so so long and then my first relationship was great but then the two subsequent ones after that were just 
I learned from them, so I'm grateful. <laughs> but they were just so fucking awful and so traumatic that now I'm in this place where I'm like, okay, well, how much of this is me coming into my own and how much is like what I associate with relationships coming up? So it's like, mm. if I maybe like with my trauma, like I still associate relationships with losing myself being becoming codependent only trying to take care of this other person and then yeah. like destroying my life <laughs> but Uh-oh. i'm like well that's but if i found the right person maybe i would want be right. more motivated to like pursue one right if you well like but so what was it about those last two you know when you say like all right for instance i guess what here's what i want to know are these people who were like messes where you were like i'm gonna come fix you or were these people who were, because of your personality, you were like, I need to become like the center of your life and I need to be useful to you, so let me do all these things? Honestly, all of the above. <laughs> I think, God bless them, but I think they had severe mental issues. Oh, shit. Uh, whether it be addiction or mental illness, which I have a lot of compassion for. But I also have a lot of compassion for myself and the yeah. sense of like, I know what I can and cannot handle. And with certain people that have severe mental illness that are not seeking any treatment for it, mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's yeah. like, they're going to take you down with them. Yeah. Um, and I think I like want to see the good in people so badly. And I like that about myself. But I think sometimes then in relationships, it makes me like make excuses for people because I'm like, well, no, they're a good person. They're a good person. It's like, okay, well, they can be a good person. And also sometimes they could be an asshole. Right. Right. A good person doing like, very bad things. Yeah. But I like want to fight for it so badly that I would like let a lot go. And then I wouldn't take care of myself because I'm so consumed in like showing them love, but I'm mm-hmm. not like receiving it in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think when you're deprived of like the affection or the affirmations you need in a relationship, when you do get it, it feels so intense, but you like hold on to it and it erases like maybe the past month of when you didn't get it. Right, 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 right. It's very weird. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's so much work and it's such a like, it's both work and also alchemy in the sense of like finding the person who gives you what you need while also allowing you to give them what you can give. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just like the, the right matchup of issues and neuroses. And right. Like, you would have never thought yeah. you and I. Right. Like you, like we're, we're, we're an unlikely pair. We're an unlikely pair, but the alchemy was correct. In some way. Someone turned lead into gold. Oh, boom, 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 boom. How do you guys like, do you feel like the way you give and receive love changed according to like when you found out about each other how you guys receive it or do you think it just like matched up i think we had to learn to do it yeah because you know definitely yeah like neither of us like i hadn't really had many boyfriends like you and i got together in 2010 yeah and i hadn't had a relationship for probably three years or so but then, like, the longest relationship I'd been in was eight months, right? So it wasn't even like I was used to being with somebody yeah. a long time. And then certainly when we lived together, that was a whole new, like, how do you do this? So, like, so I don't know, because I definitely was very much like, I was so about, like, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? That I never really took the time to think if I like the other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think, whereas, you know, you had had more relationships, but you weren't as emotionally open. Right. 
Which it was is so all... interesting because you were attached to people, but like at the same time, I was like, I don't know what's in your heart right now. Look, every episode I say emotions are embarrassing. <laughs> and, and so being able to express those emotions is a difficult thing. All right. But you got it now, though. Yeah, you're good now. Now, now I, with you, but other people, it's still embarrassing. You're, the, <laughs> you're maybe the only person besides the cats and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that I can express. And yes, they are. I count them as people. Counting them as people yeah. in the yes, home. Yes. I, I am a, a, a vegetarian and a census taker for <laughs> animals. We are all people, all living creatures from crystals <laughs> to nope, humans. Nope, not crystals. Crystals are on the border. Nope. We don't, crystals grow in the same way. Gross. Uh, life. Anyway, they're on the border of, <laughs> of what <laughs> biologists count oh as life. So it took it took work to figure it out, but it was like yeah. But right, the work is like, can I do it or can I not? It's more like if you tell me what it is and it's within my power, personality. Just like, oh yeah, I can give that to you. It's like where some yeah. people can tell them and they're like, you know, that's not my love language. My love language, like for some people, their love yeah. language will never be words. They will like never. It will never be like hearing I love you every yeah. day. Yeah. You know. Or if they do say it, you'll know it's forced. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you'll like, just Did be you like, like oh, that? I'll just don't fucking say it at all. <laughs> like, you know, just like, don't bother. Because that's like, I mean, for me, when I took the love language test, which I have taken, humble brag, um, <laughs> I scored like a 10 for physical touch and then like sixes on some of the other ones. But like, Physical touch is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've mentioned before, hoe for life. Like, definitely. <laughs> but I'm trying to find the balance as an adult of, like, recognizing that my about myself, but also not getting, like, digmatized. Like, mm-hmm. not oh my putting... God. We were just talking about this with Nicole Bayer being digmatized. Oh, God. It's so real because, especially when you find so much pleasure in physical intimacy, it's and that's how you're receiving a certain emotion, you think like, oh, because I'm receiving this touch, that's this is what's behind this touch. Right, and it's not for but them necessarily. No. <laughs> yeah, and so you're just like, wait, what? I know. Um, it's, so I mean, it's hard. It is tough. I mean, it's interesting, because like, I am also very, that's the thing. Well, it's, it's, I am sex negative, um, famously. <laughs> okay. But I am very, I love, um, I'm very affectionate. Like I love cuddling and like kissing, but like the other stuff is too active. And so (laughs) it's like, and and I realized like, and I was also, honey, I was a hoe for life in my, in my youth as well. And I, but I realized what it was for me was I was always saying I was having sex for the post-coital cuddle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I didn't actually want the sex. Yeah. I just like, wanted the afterwards in the bed and how are you part. And I was like, fine, we yeah. can do the other thing to get to the before. Or like, what I liked was the moment of knowing you were going to come home with me. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I liked the attention. But I, I was the like, oh, yeah. yeah. But that part wasn't it. But, but you know what I mean? I obviously conflated them for so long. Um, like, conflated, conflated? Or you knew that, like, you're like, uh, if I sleep with this dude... Uh, we're gonna hug for twenty minutes. <laughs> we're gonna hug for twenty minutes. That's what that's what happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hug, you hug after. Um, I know. I, so. I think. No, I, I no, I did. I just like, I, cause I think at the time I couldn't tell you. At the time I didn't think, oh, I'm not as into the sex part. I didn't think that. It wasn't until afterwards, kind of realizing that when I was really comfortable in a relationship. I wasn't chasing sex the way I was in the beginning yeah. when I needed to know that you liked me, like a person liked me. 
you know? Yeah. And it's, I feel like I have been able to really, and this is going to sound bad, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's something for me personally, that's been an evolution is like evolving to be able to see sex as transactional. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up, it was like so enforced in me to like, stay a virgin, mm -hmm. don't wear low cut clothes, don't show your body. And I'm like, oh, well, I got G cut boobs. So like, no matter what They're I wear, out. my sexuality <laughs> is like in your face. Like I'm a very curvy woman and I liked wearing ho clothes. So I'm like, well, <laughs> but I think I really withheld from sex because I associated like it's very important and it's special and they're taking something from mm -hmm. me and I have to make sure they deserve it. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, if we're not like intimate or cuddling, I'm going to feel used even though, even if we both agreed to it. And I think it's like when I was able to fully recognize like how much I enjoy sexual intimacy that I was able to like have sex that still feels intimate, but mm -hmm. where I don't feel anything past that because going in I've already like established okay I'm in a foreign country okay I'm gonna go on a date with this guy and we're gonna have a fun night and I'm literally leaving tomorrow mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I still feel something because I'm not a sociopath but I don't feel what I would have I would say in my 20s where I would become so attached and then try and make things mm -hmm. work because we have been intimate. Because right. I'm like, well, I invested this thing and part of myself in it, so I have to make it work now so I don't feel dirty or whatnot. Okay, I have so much to unpack here. Okay, so I know what you're saying. You want to be able to, when you say making it transactional, it's this idea that enjoying sex and taking away that sense that you are losing something or giving something away from it. Gorgeous. Yeah. Now. Like a shared experience. But why is it, do you have to be in a foreign country on, like with your bag packed Ooh. in order to truly, because see, it doesn't sound it's like you've deadline, done it mentally. Right? It's the deadline. Yes. Well, yes. But I, it's like, it's, you're, it's still like, it's not, it's not here though. It's you're not doing fully it there. outwardly. You're doing it outwardly. when I come to LA, it can't work. It's right. only when I'm in a different place and I'm like riding on adrenaline and it, it's exciting and I think I've already like negotiated in my head what it is yeah and it feels justified to do that in that place because I know I'm leaving and I know that's what I'm there for just to have an experience when I come to LA everything feels unsafe right I because it's like well it's not like a hotel room or their their apartment in some other place it's my home my address right right in the city i live in and it's very i don't know it's very odd and i think it's like if it happens in la maybe it just feels too close to home mm -hmm. and maybe i associate here with no if you live here you should like date someone which it's like no i could do that same thing here mm -hmm. well not right, right now but <laughs> maybe you know in 2027 20, yeah but um yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it's like so much easier to do it on vacation. Maybe you just feel more uninhibited when you're on vacation too. Well, I'm much more worried about being murdered. Like when I lived on right. vacation, yeah, to me, <laughs> leaving, look, I'm worried about being murdered here in Los Angeles. Yeah. But I'm much yeah. more worried about being murdered in a foreign place. Yeah. 
Not that we go very often, but like, when's the last time we traveled? Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. I didn't worry about getting murdered there. Well, we were together, but I think, it's, I'm talking especially like as a woman traveling alone. Like when I lived in Australia, I actually was like, they were throwing dicks in Australia. Them boys were down with the brown. It was like <laughs> the hottest I'd ever be. But it was funny because I was at this weird cusp where I had yeah. already, I'd done so much hooking up in New York. Like, I don't know. I was kind of like, oh, I know what this is. And you're kind of just into me because I'm black. It was like a little too transparent. Yeah. But also I was like, I'm on the other side of the world. If you chop me up in a bag, nobody going to find my ass. So I was so much more like, I'm yeah, not gonna, yeah, yeah. I, like, I'd make out in a bar, but I was always like very afraid to go to someone's home. You know what well, I mean? I am very precautionary. So I <laughs> feel like I always go on a date first, like a long date first. And even then I know people like groom people, so I can't fully <laughs> trust, but somehow the places I've traveled, I feel safer than in LA. I feel like the biggest freaks I've met have been in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. <laughs> and when I'm in other countries, I feel like I'm meeting just men that feel more real down to earth. I can have good conversations with, maybe I'm just connecting on a different level cause I'm more at ease, yeah. but I always send multiple pictures, uh, the address where I'm going, the person's phone number, yeah. our text exchange. I always have at least one friend. I send all that info to before okay. mm-hmm. I do anything. Good, 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 I good. Am also, listen, my dad sent me the movie Taken when I was <laughs> living in Chicago when I first moved there and it, it took, okay? Is there, it stuck. I was like, yeah. Is there an app where, like, you send it, all this information? You could you could put all this information in the app, and if you don't put in a passcode it, within, like, By five certain, hours or something, that all that information gets sent to the local police. I love that. We have to make that app. That's actually a great idea. But here's the other thing. People will be getting drunk on dates. But what if it like it has to ping you? Like you have to get yes. like a bunch of like you need to get an alarm saying put in your information. Then if you don't, you get a phone call, like an automated phone call. And maybe I say go to a human phone call okay, with a nice call. lady on the other <laughs> line being like, "Hey, hun, you okay? Are you guys having a good time? Okay, good. And you feel okay? Right. And, and there's a password, right? If she says yeah. the password, like uh, pistachio. Right, right, right. right that's right, the right. password that she knows something's wrong. Right, right, right. It's like right. OnStar. Like you're OnStar in right. the car. Yes. <laughs> now say the pass. Say, say, uh, say the word. And uh, if you're in trouble, pistachio. All right, we're sending the cops. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Keep your phone but on. We're tracking. Me, like I overthink everything, so I'd be like, well, I can't just say pistachio because then my attacker will know. So I'll be like. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. And we didn't have any pistachios for dessert because you know I'm allergic. <laughs> like, I literally was like, what? Hey, Bellissima, Bellissima, you didn't tell me you were allergic to pistachios. Okay, so that's her Italian lover. Yeah. In the yeah. setting, listening. No, I got that scene. I got that scene. <laughs> it's me, Georgi. Yes, Georgi. I'm, yes, Georgi. I'm Italian. Okay, now he's like Russian. <laughs> I am now Italian, he's but my... pronouncing Giorgio. <laughs> no, my... My, my parents are from a USSR. Okay, this is a lot. So he's like an Italian-born they come Russian. They to Italy and they uh, yeah. join the P2 Masonic Lodge. Oh, good God. No. 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 Do, they do a fascist stuff. Oh, my God. Hey. But, like, okay, wait. So you grew up in Florida. Yeah. And then you moved to Chicago. When did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. It'll be... Six years in October. Oh, okay. So you've been here a little bit. So yeah, and, and you've you've hooked up here, or you've just dated here, or not, like I had a relationship for two years that I lived here, but it was with a man that still lived in Chicago. But then he came here, and we like stayed here together mm-hmm. in my apartment at the time, 
And then, like, we went back and forth a little bit, but then we just broke up. Okay. But I have gone on dates here. I think the most dates I've gone on with someone, like, the farthest I've gotten is, like, four or five dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then which, what happens? Is that you? Are you, you're like, you're over it? Yeah. Well, one time, well, the most recent one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I was like, oh, I got to know him enough where I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Very, again, very nice person. Treated me very well, like respectful, sweet, attentive, like calling me and texting me all the time and not being shy or playing any games about like, I'd like to see you tomorrow, even though we just hang out today. Like, we're adults. Like, let's yeah. stop waiting if we want to see each other. Um, but just not for me. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just not for me. Um, but before that, I would say, I, like, a year or so ago, I went on, like, four or five dates with this one guy. And things were going well. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then I, like, left for two weeks. But we, like, still texted. But I guess in those two weeks... He also was seeing someone else and it like really progressed with that person. So then he was still texting me. And then the day I got back, we were supposed to hang out. And I was like, oh, great. Because like all this buildup had happened. Mm-hmm. And then literally 15 minutes before we're supposed to meet up, he sent me like a long text. being oh. like, hey, I'm sorry. I just don't think I could see you. Things are really progressing with this other person. And out of respect for them, I don't feel like we should hang out. Da, da, da. I just didn't respond ever. Um, cause yeah, because like, they could have told you that like way before 15 yeah, minutes before 15? you were hang out. Were they waiting? Were they like, well, maybe that other relationship will fall <laughs> apart. Right. I'm going to see. I know. I know. It was very... And oh. I get it. It's tough. And no one likes to be in the position where they have to like let someone down. But also, like, we're all fucking adults. And you just have to do it sometimes. Like... But also, it's way easier, though, if you're already, like, it's, to me, that's the easiest situation when the other person has traveled and been gone. Like, he could have stopped texting you a few days before. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he was going to see you at work or some shit. That's the easiest, like, 
that's the easiest thing. It's not like, oh, I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you stink. Yeah. Or <laughs> he didn't know I stink. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Instead of that, it's like, hey, I, you know, I, I was seeing someone else, and that kind of like became something. So, uh, sorry. That's easy. Right. That's easy. the easiest yeah. way. Yeah. Not like the least upsetting of all the. <laughs> yeah. Because absolutely, like dating. You know, that's the point of dating. It's like we're getting to know a bunch of people to see, like, who sticks, you know? So it's more like the consideration. Because I'm, like, never going to be... Obviously, I'm a human. My feelings will be hurt if someone feels like... If I like them and they don't like me in that way back, of course. But I'm never going to be mad at that person. Because I'm like, there's billions of people in this world. Did I really think I would be the only person this person's attracted to? Yeah. That's why, I do. I do all the time. (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm sorry. You're supposed to have hysterical blindness whenever I'm not yeah. <laughs> When Naomi and I go out, she makes me put on, uh, you know, the things they put on horses in Central Park? Yeah, yeah the yeah, blinders. Yeah, the blinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your sea biscuit. And uh, Jordy LaForge type mask over my eyes. So you really What's try What's a Jordy LaForge to... type mask? Uh, LaVar Burton's character from Star Trek okay. The Next Generation. Uh-huh, oh, the, uh-huh. the yes. headband. The strip. Yes. The eye strip. Yes, the headband. <laughs> That's what we used to do with our headbands. We used to put them over <laughs> our eyes like that. Oh, to be young and Floridian. <laughs> um, oh my God, we were so trashy. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've gotten a good insight into Punam's I know, this is good. I think we have the right, heart. Like, we know where she's coming from. And so now we're going to answer some relationship questions. Yeah. And now you're going to, like, now they're going to know where you're coming from as yeah. you yeah. help them handle their scandal. And yeah. my, my DMs are going to, like, fill up after this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. This? Okay, good, most good, definitely. good. That's the only reason I agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said ho for life about four times. And I yeah. think that's a good start. And I just want people to know, who, yeah, like, I want my DMs to fill up. Yeah. I will not be touching anyone for the next eight to twelve months. Exactly. But exactly. I do. I would love the attention. Honestly, <laughs> I could. I could use it right now. I really could. <laughs> well, let's take a break, and we'll be right back, and try to get Punam a hookup. <laughs> Hey guys, Naomi and Andy here to take a quick break to tell you about something we are loving, which is the podcast Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. What do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you? Or when your Airbnb host dies? How do you tell your cousin or husband is on Tinder during the pandemic? Or make a perfect cup of coffee? Ask Rana and Brian. Y'all, every Tuesday, Rana Glickman and Brian Safi, yes, that Brian Safi of Throwing Shade, bring you a fresh advice podcast straight from the Carriage House in Marblehead, Massachusetts, with all of the answers to life's problems, big and small. Okay, y'all. We gotta tell you, we were just on the show, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and... Since being on there, look, we were already fans of Ron and Brian before. Right. But since being on there, we have become addicted to the podcast ourselves. You guys, I literally listen to every episode. I binge the pod in like a week while playing Boggle. It helped me get my life. It made me LOL. And I feel like if you love this pod and you like our advice episodes, you will love Rana and Brian. It is so funny and great because every episode, Rana, Brian, and a special guest answer listeners' questions and they give thoughtful, hilarious, and heartfelt advice. Quite honestly, Rana gave some advice where I was like, okay, I might not need therapy this week because Rana handled my scandal. Yeah. Oh, and what special guests might you ask? Why, Ellie Kemper, Paul F. Tompkins, Mike Shore, Trixie Mattel, and a million others. Okay, I listened to the one with Robin Lord Taylor from Gotham, from you. I loved it. It made me feel like I knew him better. That's a fact. The point is, you guys, new episodes drop every Tuesday. 
So look for Ask Rana with Rana and Brian every dang Tuesday and subscribe wherever you get your pods. All right, now back to the show. And we're, we're back. back with Put Up Patel trying to fill up them DMs. Babe. Yes. <laughs> what, so uh, wait, uh, Instagram. What do you want Instagram? Big Poonam. All right. Which can I tell you, I get tagged as the late rapper Big, Big Pun, Pun at least once a month. <laughs> and I'm like, everyone knows he's passed. Like, God rest his soul. But like, do they think that someone still has like an Instagram account? Like but also, that, isn't your picture you as a know. little girl? It's isn't my glamour shot from when I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Grandmaster Andy. Yeah. And I keep getting tagged <laughs> as Grandmaster Flash. All the time. Like, I would say once an hour. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wait, wait, glamour shot from when you were 10? Were you, like, going to be an actor when you were a little kid? Like, were you always into that? No, I, well, I always loved attention. But <laughs> I... <laughs> And you know what? Most, like, more actors need to admit that. Yes. I We're agree. in this. We love attention. It's okay. Yeah. We like yeah. it. That's why we do it. Um, but no, I was, like, super chubby for most of my life. But, like, before middle school, I was, like, really chubby. And I was just so confident, though. Like, I thought I looked so good. And when people would stare, I'm like, okay, jealous much? <laughs> and at Belk Lindsay, which is, like, the South Florida department store, it was like they were doing the special where it's like if you buy $75 or something crazy worth of Estee Lauder products, which is like a lot of money, especially yeah. back then with my parents who like we were shopping at like JCPenney, you know, Yeah. and uh, they'll give you glamour shots. And I was like, please, mommy, please. It's the only thing I want. Like literally I was like, my beauty must be immortalized. Like, oh and so God. finally she like bought a bunch of crap and my it's sister and I got glamour shots and I am feeling myself so hard. And the best part is my sister had braces then. And they put her in this like white fur like wrap. And she had a couple shots where she was like closed mouth smile. But she had one where she had like full brace face smile. Yeah. And she like didn't know which one to pick. And I was like, B, you got to pick the one with the braces. So you can remember when you had braces. And she's like, yeah. So her glamour shot is like full brace face. <laughs> And like an old lady white fur shawl. <laughs> oh my god, I am obsessed. I want to see all of the negatives. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh my god, hon. Hey, I was serving looks. Only positives. Only positives. <laughs> when you look that good, they're not negatives, baby. <laughs> all right. This one comes to us from Instagram. Okay. Uh, Lori sends this. Okay. Okay. Uh, just uh, about a week or two ago. Uh, hello, thank you for your content. Okay, Lori. Uh, listening to you talk with other fave comedians of mine has helped me feel surrounded by friends while in isolation. Gorgeous. Aww. Question for the pod. Working from home, I, here's the thing, everyone. I like to start out with a little bit of a softball. Okay. We, we okay. If, we have, if we have some. <laughs> Working from home with my boyfriend and our one-year-old daughter has been challenging, to say the least, as I know it has for everyone. He works in the kitchen. I work in the living room with no doors between us to shut out the other while on calls. We are making the best of it. My man used to be a smoker, then vapor, but has recently quit it all. Yay. The only problem is that he has taken up chewing gum. He didn't used to chew it much, so I was not aware when I made a child with him how loud a chewer he was. 
Now it is all I can hear. I am a room apart from him with earbuds in and can still hear him. <laughs> it sends chills through my entire being. I heard your convo with Nicole Byer, so I know where you stand on murder. I suggested <laughs> in that episode uh, someone murder their uh, co-worker, perhaps. Yeah. There's a lot. Sure, I, sure. I suggest that a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, I will take any advice you have on how I can survive living, working, and raising a child <laughs> with this man. <laughs> that really tickles me. So, uh, Lori... Uh, cannot stand now to me i'll be 100 percent honest this sounds less like a problem with his chewing <laughs> and more of a problem with being stuck with someone in quarantine yeah. for you know five months yeah working at home all day yeah don't they say like cigarettes are one of the most addictive things like one of the hardest things to quit mm-hmm. so i'm like if you gotta chew some gum, you gotta chew some gum. I mean, like, we're all trying our best. Um, I understand it's irritating, but I've done things where I've just went and sat in my car sometimes. Really? So like for what though? She... What was the sound that made you go to a car? <laughs> I live alone, so I don't know. Oh, this like... is oh, this is just. <laughs> oh, you mean oh, you something. mean in quarantine? You have gone just to sit in your car oh. sometimes to have a, a new yeah, space. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Like people, honestly, for me, sometimes it's like people just doing their job, which is like you know, uh, people gardening or like you know, trash truck. Which I'm telling you, on my street, it is trash day every day. There's <laughs> trash trucks. I don't know if the rest of the city is getting their trash taken out, but my street, it's like every day there's garbage trucks, and it's like on those days where you're just feeling extra sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's like any little noise can be like ah. So sometimes I do just go sit in my car and like listen to something or just like scroll. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe just taking little breaks, maybe like not having it be so consistent will help. Right, 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 right. Your capacity for it. I also think there has to be a gentle way to say it because, like, for instance, you're a slurper. You're a soup slurper, and you know I be coming in there hot. How dare you on the podcast <laughs> reveal I'm a soup slurper? And I think, though, I'll be like, babe, I can't with the slurp tonight. Because there's certain times where it doesn't matter and other times when it does, you know? Yeah. Um, you stop. You grab me, and you're like, boy, you be slurping. <laughs> boy, you be slurping. If you don't quit slurping in this house. No. But I will, like, try to just make it, like, a nice way to say it. Or, I mean, I agree with you, Put him. I think it is, like, okay, honey, you watch the baby. I'm going to go outside. I can't with the gum. But you also have to, like, tell people. Because I think there's so many yeah. things people you do that, like, you don't realize could be annoying to somebody. You yeah. know? And that aren't a big deal. Right. That like, aren't chewing actual... gum loud. I know I chew glum. Uh, chew glum loud. Yeah, you chew, you chew glum <laughs> oh. loud. If anything, I, I don't chew glum. You chew glum loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I chew gum loud yeah yeah yeah. i'm that's a true. soup slurper a gum louder yeah 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 you really... like a, you're like a real it's a real it's a real multimedia experience you're eating but like yes, not all i'm the, the dolby i'm the that, that thing at the beginning of the movies the, that dolby yeah. is like, it is like you feel it in your bones yes uh, well, how then, do you feel about like using humor because i know people have varied uh opinions on this using using humor to not be passive aggressive but like to address something like that. Because some people are like, 
well, using humor in that situation is passive-aggressive, just be honest. But sometimes I use humor in a lot of uncomfortable situations where I don't want to, like, hurt the other person's feeling, but, like, let them know yeah. it is noted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of, like, Naomi will will roast each other for, yeah, for stuff. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's part of, like, that's part of the ties that bind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Are, are roasted. But, like, with the soup slurping... You know, you just told me, and you were, you were like, and I, because it's not like a core thing, like the way I slurp soup, the way, right, I, right. The way I eat soup is not such a uh, foundational part of me, <laughs> that I was just right. like, oh, oh shit, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when, when I can, because sometimes, I'm going to tell you folks, I'm going to tell you, sometimes <laughs> that soup is too hot, but you're too <laughs> hungry not to eat it, and so you got to do some slurping for a little bit. But only yeah. a little bit. And then I once the temperature cools <laughs> and I'm not so hungry, I can stick the entire spoon in my mouth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But okay. counterpoint, yes. if you are hungry, please don't go for soup. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I think of, especially during these times right. of heat. <laughs> like, soup is... I'm like, I'm fucking starving. Let me get a bowl of flavored water. Like... <laughs> Get a piece of bread or something too, yes, hun. Yes. I want you to have more than soup. I want bread on the side. But yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? When no, it's but... 105 degrees, yeah. <laughs> nothing hits like a bisque. <laughs> nothing hits like a, a bisque. Seafood soup in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, so one thing I think if if you do have like a a pretty solid relationship and the gum chewing is not like an expression of his soul. Right. You should be able to just say, but uh, uh, to, to your point, I think if you have that kind of relationship where you roast each other, yeah. that I think doing Feels it in okay. a funny way is, should be fine. But, Cause I think it's like, I know what you mean when people say it's passive aggressive, but to me, it's almost like the humor is emblematic of, how I feel about the thing. Because when I'm really mad yeah. about something, it's not a joke. No. It's like, this I know is a pet peeve of mine, right? And like, you're laughing at yourself, too. It's like, I know my reaction is cray, but it is my reaction if we're going to share space. Because that's the thing, is you're right, right? Like, this is also a reaction to like five months with a human in a uh, house. Well, a few human yeah. and a one-year-old. I thought she was going to say the baby oh. chewing too much. I would have said the same uh -uh. thing. It's too many. It's People. too much. <laughs> I would be like, this is exactly if I if that was me and I was getting annoyed. I'd be like, God damn, you're really getting after that gum. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw myself out this window. Ugh, like jokingly, but like also like, please stop. Right. <laughs> you are heard. Your chewing is heard. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay, we helped her. We fixed Lori's life. Yeah, we fixed so. her marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this comes to us. I was allowed to. Eat. I was told I could use their uh, their handle. Okay. Uh, at Thunder Thighs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I always keep in the compliments. Just wanted to say, love you guys. Look forward to the podcast every week. Here's my dilemma. Okay. I'm married. My husband decided to lie to me about the sale of his gun to his daughter. All right, one sentence in, <laughs> and we are riveted. So here's the story. My husband wanted to put his 26-inch rims on his vehicle and didn't have the money to do it. How long? How big is 26-inch rims? Like, what kind of car would that be? A truck? I have no I idea. I don't know the size. I think of you things. can put rim, whatever size rims on most cars. Like, you could probably put that on like a Cadillac. A Honda <laughs> Civic. A Honda Civic. Is <laughs> anyone on Cadillacs anymore? I was trying to. I just try to picture what kind of vehicle this is in my head. Yeah. Um, when he came to see me 
when he came to me to see if I would do it, I refused. Uh, I guess lend to him the money. To give the money, yeah, yeah. for the rims. Uh, it wasn't a financial priority. True. Of course. <laughs> so since I refused, he chose to get his rims put on anyway. Okay. The story he tells me is that he traded his daughter the gun to get his rims put on. Well, as far-fetched as that story seemed to me, my woman's intuition kicked in, and I went looking for this gun. And bam, there's the gun in the glove box of his car. I hope the glove box is locked up. Oh, my God. I've tried to give him opportunities to fess up by asking, so you gave the gun to your daughter, right? So do I tell him I am aware of this lie or just leave it alone to avoid an argument? Because he'll say going through his car is invading his privacy. Okay, if you got a gun in the glove box, I don't think that's invasion. It was like, shit, I was looking for for a tissue, found your gun. So, I don't know. Or I'm in the car. Like, I'm always just opening shit in cars. Like, (laughs) it's a car. What are you doing? Like, also, I need, there's so many follow-up questions. How old is the daughter? How is your relationship with the daughter? Did you know he had a gun prior to this? What does his daughter do that also she could afford to pay for the the rims? Also, right, or the gun, what right? Did How much do guns cost? Yeah, I right. Know. I was like, does oh. one gun cost enough the same as four 26-inch rims? I don't know how, how much I don't for a glove cost. box. It's not a big gun, right? Like it's a, yeah. hand, a handheld, a revolver? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of guns from The Wire. I'm, I'm like pistol. Desert Eagle. <laughs> a Desert Eagle. That's a gun. It's a Winchester. I know. My friend who was in the <laughs> Army had one. Cool. Okay. Cool, Andy. You have a friend in the army. And then <laughs> used to be. He's retired. But um, okay, so so basically he was like, I want some rims, and she was like, I ain't giving you money for no rims. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, Okay, well, I'm gonna sell my gun to my daughter to get the rims. But then it's like, sure. okay, he still has the gun. Should I say something? Uh <laughs> twenty six inch rims. rims. I'm looking this up. Twenty six rims cost roughly okay yeah we have to find out three hundred and twenty dollars i'm trying to see that's okay okay or i'm trying to see if that's for one or for four no i guess this one's 600 so depending on the quality of your rims i thought they were in the thousands but well i guess the real question that's concerning rims and guns aside is where did he get that money? It sounds like they yes. don't really have like a shared bank account. So right. it's like, if you guys have a relationship where it's like your money, your business, then right. it's like you do you boo. But if there is like people lie because there's something they're lying right. about. <laughs> wow. Someone's it. been to therapy. <laughs> Someone's unpacked some issues. <laughs> Someone knows how to say really blatantly true sentences. Um, yeah, I guess it's just kind of like, why lie about that? Because, like, where did you get the money then if you felt like you needed to lie about it? Or was the daughter just like, I'll just give you the money. I don't need the gun. Or you hold on to the gun for me until I need it. I don't know. Hmm, that could be it. So maybe know. it's all tr- maybe it's all true. And he just never he hasn't handed over the gun yet. That's yeah. a possibility. Well, By the way, I looked it up. Handguns generally retail for $350 to $550, depending oh, on the make and model. A used handgun is generally worth $100 to $250. Okay. So. Um, yes. For <laughs> somewhat, for uh, someone who not only is a, uh, I would say, gun abolitionist, but <laughs> never, yeah. never, the, the closest I've seen a gun is uh, in Walmart. Right. Uh, right, right, right. 
And oh. I've never been seeing one at a Walmart. I would think, but here's the thing though, because she, because Thunder Thighs already said they were like, so you, so where's your gun? And like trying to bait him into mm-hmm. saying something, and he hasn't. She gave him a chance. Which means then, like, okay, if if it was uh, like, oh, I haven't given it to her yet, why not just say that? Right. Right. Yeah. If right. you've been baited and being asked the questions of like, do something, which is why I'm like, okay, what did you do? Why are you keeping it a secret? Especially because, and like, partially it could be because, um, it's true. Like, it's not a financial priority. So maybe. But no, but like, there's no way to hide that you got the rims. The rims are on the car, so right, we know you spent right. you spent the money on the not the not priority. Right, but it, but like, let's say he he uh, him saying that he sold the gun as opposed to just using money from somewhere else, which we don't know the source of. Right. Yeah. If he could, like, like let's say if he could get that money somewhere else, and they need that money. Right. Then him even getting the rims even after doing that is shows that it's uh that they could have used the money for right you're saying like if yeah. you could get six hundred dollars from someplace else you could have brought that six hundred dollars into household. the household right right for whatever is it's needed for rent groceries right 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 life right and say they're like super financially stable and she doesn't need that money but she was just kind of like i also don't want to spend money on that right mm-hmm. which that's her prerogative as well I think it's all just a symptom of a larger disease, which is what's going on with the communication here. Yes. Yes. Which it's like, he's obviously doing something he feels a certain way about or else he would have just told her, especially if she's confronted him. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I hope there's a lock. Well, obviously there wasn't a lock on that glove. Box. Yeah, In that. The, I'm like very nervous. <laughs> please lock, I'm feeling please nervous lock about up this that now. gun. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's like, oh, I found the the gun in the glove box and didn't want to die, so I locked it up someplace else. Now, why do you still have the gun? Yeah, <laughs> also, <laughs> also a whole another issue. Can I can I be honest? Like as someone that like like guns scare me mm-hmm. for many Same. get many good reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I would be scared if my partner had a gun and then lied to me about getting rid of it. Yes. Yeah, I would be yeah. scared. I would be scared about confronting them, and maybe oh. that's just me. Maybe not confronting them, but I do think. Yeah, I mean, look, she, she already knew he had the gun, so it's not like the gun was a secret, and we don't know how Thunder Thighs feels about actual firearms. So maybe they yeah. cool. But it's more like, as you said, it's like you said you were getting rid of the gun, but you still had a gun. What you planning on doing? That I'm supposed to think you ain't got a gun. Yeah. Again, I watch too much true crime, so I'm always like, no. And I am very much like I understand also my thinking when it comes to guns could be extreme because I'm like, they're just not necessary. Let's get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, that just, no one can make a good argument for a gun for me. Um, I'm just like, just, we don't need them. Stop it. Like, if we just got rid of all of them, the world would be a better place. <laughs> but I have to remind myself that, like, guns are normalized by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it feels, like, very extreme for us to be like, there was a gun, a gun in the glove box. But it's right. like, if Thunder Thighs is comfortable enough telling us the story, then maybe that is something they are on the same page right. about. Right. So then I guess the issue is the lie. Why is he lying? The secret gun. The secret. Yeah. The, like not having the gun. I mean, and I think it's like, oh, right? And the question is sort of, should I say something or will I get in trouble for And it's like, look, you may get, you, he may, because like whenever somebody get caught out, they lash out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So of course that person's going to say. That's why I'd be scared. They're gonna not that kind of lash out, but they're gonna be like, "Why were you in my car?" And it's like, "Okay, 
We don't talk deflect. About Thank you. Don't <laughs> deflect. That's another conversation. Listen, as someone who has gone into her partner's email, I'll admit wow. it. Wow, wow, wow. I still stand by, yes, it might not have been the right thing to do. And it did feel very out of character. So why was I pushed to that point? Yes. Because I repeatedly asked for the truth. And it was like, I was being lied to to my face. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can sense it. And then mm-hmm. I, your email was open while you were in the shower. And I did look. And then I did tell you, hey, I looked in your chats. And X, Y, Z, we won't get into the story, but, <laughs> and he was like, that's a real betrayal of my trust. I was like, and you lying to me when I was outright asking you questions is not, right. you made me, I was like, I had to go do something that I didn't like doing because I couldn't rely on you for the truth. And listen, it's not right, but it's okay. I'm on her. I'm it's on not right, but side. it's okay. It's okay. I got, so, I got a rhyme. Don't deflect. Come correct. Hello, yeah. Andy. Love I'm it. Never okay. So proud of you. Oh my God. It took 10 years of Put together for sticker. you to fucking start rhyming with me, boy. Yes. What are you talking about? I love rhyming. Yeah, but you don't be rhyming in the like wannabe Oprah way that I like to rhyme. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? I'm no, like, I do yes, white, don't white deflect, rhymes. come correct. That is a <laughs> yes. fact. Yes. No, white rhymes for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. like near off rhymes. rhymes. Yeah, off rhymes. White rhymes are off rhymes. Can we talk about this, everyone? Why do, <laughs> why do white people, why do white people love off rhymes? What is this broke ass Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> you ever read Walt Whitman? Walt Whitman loves an off rhyme. I sing the song of nope, nope. <laughs> off rhyme. I am so mad at you. Don't you dare start with Walt Whitman. I knew you were going to keep doing it in the Seinfeld voice. I knew it. <laughs> Walt Whitman. Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, no, I think you're But I think we're all, I, look, we're all on the same page with Thunder Thighs. It's like, don't deflect, come correct. Yeah. Because you know what it's just like? You made me this way. As you said, the same like going in the email. That's like you made me this way. I know, <laughs> yes, I know it's not she's right, his but that's Dr. how it Frankenstein. feels. Yeah, she says no, that's how sorry. it feels. She says he's Doctor Frankenstein, and she's Frankenstein. And when Frankenstein uh-huh. rears up, mm-hmm. it's not because there's some fundamental problem with Frankenstein. It's because yes. Doctor Frankenstein, you know, let the villagers in. Okay. Trust me, this metaphor. This, yeah, this, this works. Is a great, it checks out. It checks well, out. Especially like with women, I feel like. Maybe maybe it's getting better, but for a long time we are treated as if we are just like vessels ready to explode, and it's yeah. like don't poke the bear. Happy wife, happy life, all survive <laughs> as long as they don't make my lady angry. And it's like, <laughs> no, we're not just walking around ready to snap, right? But we do have it in us if pushed, right, right. So well, don't push me, and I won't <laughs> snap. <laughs> There's like nothing I hate more. Like whenever someone says. And we've heard like, happy wife, happy life. I'm always oh, like, God. I'm like, stop what you're doing. End it all now, okay? Because if this is like what you're feeling about relationships, like, you know, it's very like, let her have her way. And it's like, granted, yeah. you do placate me, but that's because I'm very needy and true. <laughs> but like, it's not this sense of like, whatever the, I mean, and it was like, to me, that's that thinking that leads to, or that's the thinking, the same thinking that is behind, uh-huh. like abusing a partner, any, in all kinds of ways. Yes. Because you feel like, well, I do all this stuff for you, woman. And it's like, 
what you talk about? If when you talk about relationships with your friends, all you're doing is saying things you've seen on t-shirts you got at the boardwalk, <laughs> yeah. that's a problem. Right, right. And it's like, it also assumes, happy wife, happy life, assumes that that man has the capacity to create happiness for this woman. Yes. And it's like, uh, not all of her happiness lies in you. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly, exactly. So, so you are not the only person that can make her happy. Yes. Right. She's a whole full person without you too. Right. Yes. Well, it's also like, guy, like I'm also very wary. It's the same thing, guys, when, you know, you, anytime I hear a guy talk about an ex and they go, she was crazy, I automatically know you did some shit. Because it no, is- No, you're crazy. Yeah, like crazy <laughs> is like, anytime a man, like anytime someone like call, refers like a female person as crazy, it yeah. makes me, crazy it makes me so mad because it's yeah. so like it's just so condescending and it's so oversimplifying and it's his refusal to look at like the depth and complexity of a re- of an emotion as well as your relationship to the human being that elicited yes. that emotion like oh yeah. how dare you how dare you truly live it live it <laughs> i was saying also the older we get the more i don't trust any person male, female, cis, hetero, gay, any person who really trash talks their ex. Mm -hmm. Like still years later, like wants to destroy them, like still (laughs) has so many terrible, like evil things to say about them. It's like, even the people that have treated me the worst, I'm still like, and that was a part of my life and it wasn't pretty, but I'm here now and I can't keep like, it's like that whole thing of like, I would never ask any of my friends to not be friends with one of my exes. I mean, none of them are. Well, actually, no, one of them might be, but like none of them really are. But like that is so immature to be like, unless, you know, if they really did something that horrific, no one would be their friend anyways. But like, if it's like a normal, understandable breakup, it's like, I mean, I'm not trying to ruin anyone's life. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. you all should. Maybe. This- <laughs> well, you're always advocating murder. You're ready to burn it down. <laughs> it as a joke. As a joke, everyone. Oh. Uh, what a healing hour. This was such a healing hour. This was so lovely. <laughs> so good to see you and talk to you. Oh, so good to see you guys. I've got to say, just watching you two on this screen is so beautiful. Wow. It actually makes the times where I'm like, I don't want a relationship. I'm like looking at you guys interact and I'm like, there's some nice things to want. <laughs> there are. Uh-huh. There are a few out there. Yeah. You have to, I think, step outside your comfort zone Number and one. be yes. direct. So if you find somebody yes. where it's like, as you said, we're, like when you're like, we're adults, let's not play games. Well, you know what I think you need to do? Bring the vacation home. What are you, my therapist? Because she, she has said that exact thing to me. She's like, you can go out to eat at nice places still. You can go still meet men. Like, it doesn't stop because you're in L.A. And I'm like, but. Uh. But it's also hard now because I did go on a socially distant date like a month or so ago. And it was nice. And we just sat outside like 15 feet apart in front of my place. And we had lots of mutual friends, so I felt like, okay, having this person mm-hmm. over. And he was very sweet and very nice. But then it's like, what do you do then? 
Yeah. You can't yeah, yeah, like yeah, hug yeah. or kiss at the end of a date. And then it's like, how does this evolve during this time? It makes me not, like not want to date at all. You yeah. quarantine. Yeah. My friend did this. He oh, qu- yeah. They quarantined for two weeks and then they hooked up. You can oh. do that. And I guess I could get tested. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like so much to think about. It's like, it's I the know. new STD talk. Right, I'm right. Like, so, like what, what are your activities? Who you been seeing? Do you hang it out? You hanging out in any parks? Yeah, true. You have to do that. I mean, like you. I mean, right. And on what? But on what? That can be good though, right? Because on one hand, it can then kind of force you to be like, do I really like this person, or am I just bored? Yeah. Because if I really like you, then I'm willing to like stay in the house with for 10 days 14 uh, days zoom mm-hmm. with you in the interim and then we can hang really get to know them yeah and again not get digmatized hello you gotta see clear you gotta see clearly now the rain is gone <laughs> you know i don't know why i don't know why Maybe i just said it <laughs> i loved it Hold on. thank you so much and thank we'll you guys you so much next time bye, bye. bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.